This is the Round Robin Diplomacy Podcast, starting the week off with your political lens on Singapore. I'm your host, Adi DeVaker. President Biden has nominated Jonathan Kaplan, a Bay Area-based technology entrepreneur and philanthropist, to the post of Ambassador to Singapore on July 29, 2021. According to the White House website and the Wall Street Journal, Kaplan has been a leader of several different ventures, including but not limited to leading Pure Digital Technologies, the inventor of the flip camera, leading Fish Six Restaurant Corps, a holding company that led to the founding of a Bay Area favorite, The Melt, and he currently chairs the Education Superhighway nonprofit, which links ed- elected officials nationwide to access to high-speed internet in public classrooms. As impressive as his resume is, it's clear that Kaplan's background has nothing to do with foreign policy. A graduate of CMU, he earned a bachelor's in industrial management, which he certainly has put to good use. But still, it begs the question, how did he get nominated? Official campaign documents show that Kaplan was responsible for raising around $100,000 for Biden's presidential campaign, and he was on several fundraising committees. So this is without a shadow of a doubt why he was nominated. And furthermore, there's no question that Kaplan is an outstanding entrepreneur. He certainly looks ready to lead should he be confirmed by the Senate in the weeks to come. But despite all this, how does Singapore and its needs fit into this picture? As far as Singapore is concerned, they've not received an official Senate-confirmed U.S. ambassador since 2017, as the former president's strategy to drain the swamp was notably to not bother filling any key government leadership positions. Diplomat notwithstanding, they were the host country of the U.S.-North Korean summit and played a tremendous role in third-party logistics and negotiations. They are not just an economic and financial power in the region and the world, but they have a diplomatic core with just as much pull and sway as any other great or world power who operates in Asia. They're certainly a key ally to have on your side at any time. At the very least, the U.S. is potentially sending someone with enough background and expertise to be able to gracefully play to the strengths of each country. But in my humble opinion, Biden missed the mark on this nomination. But my critique has nothing to do with Kaplan himself. Should he be confirmed by the Senate, I wish him nothing but success and a solid work-life balance as he explores Singapore. But with Biden's nominations to key diplomatic posts as he formed his cabinet, He showed some sign of being able to promote from the vast diplomatic corps that the United States has within the State Department in Anthony Blinken to the Foreign Service in Linda Thomas-Greenfield. In fact, nearly all his appointments thus far were either Obama alumni, which is how he initially treated himself in the Democratic primaries, career Foreign Service officers, or Democratic politicians who would seize the opportunity if it was presented to them. Kaplan is one of the few nominees not in any of those three categories, and was purely considered from campaign contributions. This dramatically undersells Singapore's strategic importance to the U.S. Not only do they operate as a South Asian equivalent of Switzerland, insofar as they are calculatingly neutral to many regional parties, hold banking and financial importance to the stability of the region, and have excelled in traversing a difficult geography. But the key here is that they are our keystone to really engaging with Asia and China, as the U.S. politicians say they want to commit to. 
Why not send someone like a foreign service officer to the region then? No one knows the importance of all these strategies and investments better than a career diplomat training to one day earn a post like this. It beats me, and it certainly stumped the Foreign Service, which has pleaded for decades for congressional revision to its mandate. For more on why the Foreign Service is this century's ticket to a conflict-free world, read Nick Burns' A U.S. Diplomatic Service for the 21st Century, written alongside two other ambassadors. In short, if given Senate confirmation, Jonathan Kaplan could make a great ambassador given his experience and skills to the Republic of Singapore. It's just not the right move to make our foreign service a modern service for a faster-moving world.